0: This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk. I'm your host, Steve Hilliard. This is the second in the series of three conversations with Louise Shipley, European Head of Marketing for Workplace Health Solutions at Fellow's Brands around the new way of working caused or perhaps accelerated by the COVID-19 pandemic. In episode one we took a close look at the implications of working from home on an employee's productivity, their comfort, safety, health and general well-being. We also explored what opportunities exist for our industry to support those businesses wishing to help their employees to work from home more safely. In this second episode, we investigate hybrid working, which is widely believed to be the future of work once the current crisis has passed. What role should our industry's resellers play in supporting their business customers? And what are the commercial opportunities of doing so? So Louise, good morning. Welcome back again to another series of OPI Talk. As you know, we're going to be talking today about hybrid working, one of the phrases that you know, came to the fore amidst the COVID-19 pandemic last year. To start with, how would you define hybrid working and how has this manifested itself over the past 12 months or so?
1: So clearly we weren't talking about hybrid working before then. I don't think you know, the term had been used. Maybe we'd use pneumatic working or, or some other similar terms but hybrid seems to be the one that's really stuck so I guess at its simplest it means that you're going to have or a business is going to have some employees working from a central office and, and others working from home or at another location but the key is it may not be the same ones working at the office all the time or the same ones outside the office so every employee can potentially do some of both or even work from one of these options exclusively I mean this way of working really has come about because many governments have obviously instructed citizens to work from home if they can over the past 12 months. So, and to varying degrees, this has been enforced across the globe. So many rightly or wrongly, especially working from home, have got used to this and the the positive and the negatives that this brings with it. But what really is quite interesting and what's clear as a result of this enforcement is, is actually that the workforce want this. And a number of surveys in recent months have shown that this is the approach most people would like in the future. And a survey of U.S. workers by CNBC, you know, the results basically stated that working from home more than I used to was the most desired option among these respondents. So, in, so in the research that we carried out in November, the fellows' research for the New Way of Working campaign, we found very similar results across Europe. We found, of those 7,000 employees we interviewed, 88% of them would like to work from home long term, although 51% of them would only like to work from home. A couple of days a week so you know I, I think this is really important going forward and it's going to be important consideration for businesses we've already seen major organizations quietly considering future office plans and we've seen big names such as google and twitter and, and bp taking active steps or publicly stating their intentions to offer their employees more flexibility over how and where they work in the long term so it's a hugely challenging time for so many, but it's also a time for opportunity and an exciting time for businesses to evolve.
0: Sure. Um, well, it looks like this kind of blended or hybrid working scenario is certainly going to happen here. So to, to what extent, I guess, it's still a little bit unclear. But once you know social distancing and other infection control measures are finally relaxed, and I'm sure they will be soon, what does hybrid working mean in practical terms for employers?
1: I think what's important is that employers really think about how this could work for them and and the type of business they want to be going forward. And you know that's that's the kind of thing that no textbook will provide. You know, it, it really is important that businesses work it out for themselves. So I think the main thing to understand is it's certain that no single policy or program is likely to fit all circumstances and and all combinations of remote and on site work. So employers really must think about experimenting with a range of solutions to address these diverse needs and concerns you know for example some things simply become more difficult when you are working remotely for example things like onboarding new starters learning via hands on coaching and apprenticeships and fostering the creative situations which help generate new ideas so the answer is to consciously rethink how you would create the desired behaviors and connections among your workforce um, either through building informal interactions or, or other types of communications. I guess from a practical point of view consider two things. Firstly, employees really deserve advice and support to make their home office effective and easy to work in and secondly all your hot office spaces whether flexible or your own corporate hub need to be fit for purpose, hygiene conscious And and appealing places to work and and certainly appealing places for employees to return to. That way people will decide where to work on the basis of what is most effective and most appropriate for them. And and not just because it's the least worst option.
0: Okay. I think we spoke last time about some um, sort of legislation, and I guess um, that's probably going to factor into your uh, answer for this next question, which is about you know, the other one of the main factors that organisations need to be aware of, you know, as they transition towards this new way of blended hybrid working.
1: So it's interesting you mentioned legislation. I was actually going to avoid that because um, Ex- we did excellent. talk about it, <laughs> and I'm going to probably talk about it in uh, in other areas. So I'm going to avoid it in this one. Um, thank you for preempting that. So. I mean, there is, you're right, Steve, there's so much being written about this topic, you know, from things like IT requirements through to managerial style. So because we're talking here in this series of podcasts about health and well-being within organizations, I'm really going to cover some of the soft skills that businesses need to, to think about to be successful. So I guess the first one really is, is the business culture. Many organisations, as you know, spend years building the cu- culture of their company, and it's it's the foundation of the business. It exhibits who they are and and why they do what they do. So, you know, I think how we engage with each other is really central to any consideration of of an organisational culture and how people work together going forward. So, you know, making sure you have regular weekly team catch ups, making sure they're all not strictly work related either is really key aspect of any organisation's culture. The second point I would cover is inclusion. So when when many of the workforce are not present in the office, it becomes even more important. Just because you can't see someone doesn't mean they're not there and they're not an equally important part of the team. So make sure that the channels of communication that are necessary are open so that employees can really voice their concerns or provide feedback. Every employee has a role to play in in sustaining the company's culture in the next era of work. The next point really is well-being, which is obviously a very important topic given the, the overall subject matter we're talking about. Now, what's important with well-being here is that everybody's remote working experience is really unique to them. So I would ask businesses really to think about the frequency in which they're staying in touch with people and ensuring they're really providing them with the opportunity to talk openly. At a time when we're talking a lot about mental health and physical health, we need to be really mindful and exercise our duty of care for all employees. And then the other couple of points I would cover are, firstly, collective ownership. So really, this this comes into play when thinking about the workplace and making sure it's a safe place for everyone. So when an organisation, you know, reopens its physical workspace, clearly the employer's got a responsibility to make sure all their employees are safe and comfortable and all the right measures are in place around health, hygiene and and physical distancing. But it it needs every person in the organisation to share that responsibility. So emphasising they all have a part to play is really key. And then the final point is about learning and development. I would have thought over the last few months, a number of businesses have been looking at how they can cut budgets and save costs because times are so uncertain. But but actually learning and development in this kind of situation is more important than ever. And I think what's really important is that businesses think about how their people leaders are equipped to deal with this new way of working. Training programs must prepare them with the right tools to manage a hybrid workforce. And businesses also need to think about how existing training is sufficient for employees and the skills they may need going forward in the new era of work.
0: Correct. So it's yeah, you know, it's a period of significant change for everyone, employers and employees, and of course, it's the last year has been an uncertain one for everyone. Yeah, potentially, or especially employees who you know felt anxious potentially about their jobs, their health, and of course, you know, health and safety issues as well. You know, why is it so important that employers address these fundamental issues?
1: It's a really good question, and these issues have have always been there in some shape or form, depending on. You know the nature of the business and and i guess how they look after their employees but as you rightly say it's it's even more important um, in the current times but simply put if these these issues are not addressed then employees are potentially going to experience problems with things like absenteeism staff retention and recruitment and things like employee engagement and motivation pretty quickly and going forward in the future. As we've talked about, instances of mental and physical ailments are on the increase as a result of the uncertainty caused by the pandemic and and then forced home working as well. And employees have had to deal with really unprecedented pressures, such as homeschooling while trying to work and financial pressures and maybe even job losses and additional pressures from work. So, So I guess I would ask employees to really look at a range of measures from supporting employees to make sure they're getting an effective work-life balance to addressing fears about what may be returning to work to ensuring that they have the right environment and equipment to work with and making sure that they have support really for things like severe mental health conditions which may may well be a reality so employers should act now really to put the necessary support in place After all, a happy and healthy and engaged workforce will be more loyal. Why would they ever want to leave? They'll be more inspired and proactive and excitement, you know, breathe great ideas. They'll be more appealing to customers. You know, everyone can see an unhappy employer, uh, you know, a long way away, and and they'll be more creative. You know, people can't be expected to offer great ideas when they're stressed or in pain or, or feeling anxious.
0: Brilliant! Well, some great advice there, Louise. I think that we can all, as employers, to take on board. Coming back round now to obviously the um, the audience for this podcast, which is primarily the business supplies community. In particular, what can the resellers do in terms of supporting, you know, their B two B customers? You know, maybe from a product perspective to start with.
1: Yeah, sure. It's important that that the reseller community recognise and and are really in step with the products that that its customer base will require, and you know clearly. As a manufacturer, we're seeing evidence of this everywhere. Um, you know, a number of customers of resellers are really making great strides to look to offer a really extended um, range of products and services to help give businesses what they need. But having the right products as part of their offering is is really critical. And here we're talking about everything that a business may need to support hybrid working and. That might be whether they're supporting the business who've got employees working from home or or whether they're returning to the office or or maybe they're even working from a third space at some point in the future. So clearly, this is the subject matter of the podcast. I'm really approaching this from a health and well-being point of view. And for the home office, I would recommend ensuring retailers offer businesses a really strong range of good, better, best ergonomic chairs, desks and ergonomic accessories to, to support their employees whilst at home. This is really important because as forced working from home continues and more employees are likely to remain working from home, it's important that businesses recognise that they need the same equipment that they would use in the corporate office. We know from our research fellows almost 50% of those working from home across Europe during this pandemic do not have a workstation of any sort. So many are working from kitchen chairs and and tables or occasional tables, which were invented for completely different purposes. Making sure your employees have the right desk and chair for home working, coupled with the appropriate ergonomic equipment to make sure screen and keyboard are correctly positioned is really critical. So, you know, making sure that resellers have all these products in place is important. Products such as a laptop riser are a really quick and space-saving way to elevate your laptop screen to the correct height for comfortable viewing. So, you know, this is an area where we've definitely seen an increase in sales over over recent months. The other product area to think about is height-adjustable desks and sit-stand converters to try and encourage employees to move more. By alternating standing and sitting during the day. I think again, this is important because so many employees have complained of being stuck in front of a screen on Zoom calls or Teams calls all day and and really moving much less than they they would normally in the corporate office. And other uh, accessories may be necessary, such as a footrest, which is really important to align posture and reduce fatigue and it ease pain and discomfort in the feet and ankles and knees and thighs as well. It's also important that resellers look to offer products that can help support a safe return to the office. It may be that that workstations need to be positioned further apart or, or moved away from main thoroughfares or be easier to clean. They may need different partitions or desk sizes even, or equipment so that employees can work safely and comfortably. So businesses may need to be thinking about how they outfit their offices entirely, and they need to make sure employees are equipped correctly to be productive and and really efficiently carry out the tasks for which they've employed. And this all really provides new product opportunities for resellers
0: excellent well it certainly sounds like provided there's enough businesses um, still, still trading at the end of this awful pandemic and enough cash left that there could be quite a mini boom potentially for those resellers that you know that embrace that product category that you've just been referring to you mentioned very on services so yeah in, in addition to that you know sort of fantastic range of sort of equipment that, that you recommend for the new office environment what value-added services can dealers provide to their customers you know as we exit this uncertain period
1: so I think that's a great question because it it does bring new business opportunities to a lot of resellers that maybe they didn't think of before or or weren't even there before. And I think the main thing is really that we look at the way we can equip businesses with with the right things to deal with the dispersed workforce in the future. So... Making sure it's really easy to find and and select the right products and services is key, coupled with quick and easy delivery solutions. So having a a good e-commerce site along with a simple navigation structure and lots of supporting content, for example, videos is important. And we know that videos particularly are one of the things that many customers like to look at in order to make their, their purchase decisions. Remember as well, it may not be the usual procurement manager who is making the purchase decision, but it might actually be the employee themselves who's been empowered by the business to make that decision. So you know, the way they approach the purchase could be very different. They may be looking for product recommendations or or reviews to help them make the right decision. So when it comes to products such as ergonomic accessories or desks, offering additional information via blogs or case studies or even white papers can really help the purchaser understand more about the product area and and really help them make a much more informed decision. The other point I would make is, I think it's important to look at how you can enhance your sales and customer service teams, knowledge on the products and the subject matter. It may be that customers go to these teams to ask for help. So support such as a how to choose or how to use guides can really help and fellows offer these as downloadable resources. Finally, I think making it really easy to deliver and potentially install these solutions is important. More complex items such as desks and chairs may require some, some assembly. So you know, ensuring that you're able to offer this service safely and quickly and efficiently, I think could, could really help businesses.
0: Fantastic. Last question, Louise. What, you know, what other sources of information? I mean, you've given us lots of uh, great advice and tips today. What other sources of information would you recommend to help you know employers, businesses of all sorts with uh, the challenges that we've discussed today?
1: So thinking back over all the topics we've discussed today, I guess it could be very easy to feel quite overwhelmed. But I think it's important for businesses and resellers to remember that the current environment also brings Lots of opportunities as well. So so I guess the first question that that I would ask businesses to think about or employees to think about is, is to make sure, firstly, you're operating within the government and legal guidelines. This is important because the guidelines are actually changing and being updated as we speak. So, you know, making sure that they're working within those is key. And I would just suggest searching under your local government web resources to find out more. There are also a lot of online tools and resources available if you search under hybrid working or or similar kinds of keywords. So, you know, I would definitely say search under those types of subject matters, particularly if you're approaching it from a HR point of view or a health and safety or facilities point of view. There's some useful information there. Regardless of where employees are working, it's important they complete a workstation risk assessment. And fellows offer this tool at fellows.com. Slash ergo test. This will help to identify whether employees have the right equipment to work comfortably and productively and, and indeed the right environment as well. The Fellows 4 Zone approach is also a really easy step-by-step resource to take you through a top-to-toe ergonomic workstation solution. It's also on the Fellows website under health and wellbeing resources. Finally, I know we'll be talking a lot more about this in the next podcast, but Fellows has a resource center to support the recently launched new way of working campaign at fellows.com forward slash future working. And this hub also includes lots of content and information for businesses and employees who are looking to equip their workforces effectively now and in the future
0: outstanding i will forgive you those uh, little plugs at the end there louise you've kindly gi- <laughs> kindly given up uh, lots of hours of your time to do this so um <sighs> no seriously that's there's some really great great material there i'm sure and uh, I, I certainly will make sure that uh, our, our people are lo- looking at that as well so that's thank great. you uh, once again i'm really looking forward no to chatt- chatting to you again in a few days when we uh, consider yeah, your groundbreaking new way of working survey yeah so until We're then all right um, yes enjoy the rest and, of uh, your
1: week yes you too
0: In our third and final episode of this series, we'll be reviewing the results of Fellow's recently published New Way of Working survey, which provides some fascinating insight into how the events of the past year are expected to reshape the world of work. So please join me and Louise next week. In the meantime, you can keep up to date with all the latest news and developments in the business products industry via our website, opi.net.